there's a new version of iMovie out, and Dave and I give our thoughts on that. Plus, we look at our recent photos, and there's been a change to the Tiny Shutter Facebook group. All this and more on the iPhoneography Podcast. It's Monday, April 25th, and this is the iPhoneography Podcast. I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Dave Podner. Hello, Dave. Hey, Greg. How's it going tonight? It's going very well. Um, so tonight we are going to discuss a, an update to one of Apple's um, native apps, I guess you could say, uh, mm-hmm. iMovie, and it's the 3.0 version. So uh, just to really quickly summarize, and then we'll get into it a little bit more here. Um, the new version of iMovie has a couple of really cool features to really help you get into um you know, making these little movies and and things on your on your iPhone or your iPad, and even on the Mac. But we're gonna basically stick to the iPhone version. And uh, you know, the two features are called Storyboards and Magic Movie. So, um, this came out. When did this come out, Dave? Uh, it was April twelfth. Um, so it's been out for a while, I guess. But we haven't really yeah, around two weeks. Yeah, we haven't think, really played around it with it a whole out, lot. Yeah, I think it, I think it came out right. Let's see here. Let me. I'm doing math here. I'm doing math. Right after we did the last show. Oh yeah. Okay. It was um, literally the day after we did the last show. So oh, great. <laughs> yeah, just love the way oh, they do brrr. this kind of stuff. Eh? <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Apple. But uh, anyway. Um, you know, we did have a little bit of a, a chance to play around with it. And um, uh, Dave, what are your thoughts on these new features? I think it's a big help. Uh, however, it will make me think that is, you know, some people may be familiar with the Apple Clips app. Yes. And I'm seeing a lot more overlap now. Where mm, Interesting. That's a good um, way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, because before it was iMovie, you still had to do your own timeline and introduce, you know, even though they did have styles, but if you, you still had to do a lot of it manually, you know, it's like, okay, I want this here and this should be here and this should be this long and this should be this. And you didn't have a lot of direction where yeah. clips was your, oh, this is a short little thing to put on Instagram or for Instagram stories or, you know, keeping it nice and short and you just select your photos. Well, with the new features, um, especially the storyboard and the, the magic movie. Um, they're short. They're got music. They have where before iMovie didn't have as much music as clip as the clips app. Now it has a ton of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has it's it's oh, you just want to throw something together to throw up there. You can just shove it up on um, you know, in your story or or throw something on TikTok real quick or somewhere else. Hey, just select boom, 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 boom. You got it done. So it's kind of bringing the entry point down. Admittedly, it's free, but the 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 work entry point, the time and effort entry point, down yeah. to where Clips was. And the yeah, only thing yeah. I, I mean, Clips still has a little more of the whimsy with the, um, the the virtual backgrounds you can do, and more of the animated pop-up parts that you can do but if you're doing it in instagram or in tiktok you're probably doing that in in app and not outside the app because you can do the little animated pop-ups oh like from 
five seconds to 6.5 seconds in your little video, have a little pop-up thing that comes up next to your shoulder or something where, you know, you can't, you don't really do that in iMovie, but it's a little bit, it's nice. And it, and it, like I said, it's kind of a bringing it down a little bit without destroying what's already there too. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, like you've used clips a little bit, whereas I've, yeah, you know, I haven't really played around with it, but do you, you don't see this as, um, as, you know, the eventual demise of clips, do you? I could see it though. Because oh, really? I did look, I, well, I, I looked into it briefly. And if, let me just do search here because I don't want to be incorrect. But the last time clips was updated was seven months ago. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. And that was for importing, editing videos for cinematic mode. That was all adding cinematic and doing ProRes video. <laughs> Who's going to do ProRes video in clips? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And adding ProRaw wow. images. So it was all the iPhone 13. Yeah. It was yeah. basically it was just a, oh, we have these new features in iPhone 13. So now you can use the, you know, the ProRaw images, the ProRes video and cinematic mode. You can now add, use them in clips because we now have hardware. That can shoot that. Right. Yeah. But other than that, there's really wasn't a lot of updates. Yeah. Okay. There wasn't um, a lot of updates. It, it mean, would kind still... of be a bit of a shame if, if they Sherlock their own app. <laughs> well, that's how Apple does it, though. Yeah. I mean, think about um, this is years ago, but when they decided to get rid of um, oh, what was the aperture? Mm, yep. You know, they got rid of Aperture and they started to add stuff to the Photos app that wasn't quite the same, but they decided it wasn't worth the resources. And even though Apple's a large company, they're still, it's a tight engineering. You know, they don't have, oh, let's throw an extra couple people and have them work on something else. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, they just don't have that per se. It's, yeah. I hate so to what say, did the guys Marcus type. <laughs> yeah. So what did the guys that worked on Aperture do? They went off on their own and made raw power. So exactly. it's, uh, so, yeah. you know, and, and raw power is, is really good. Like they've got the mm-hmm. iOS version, the iPad OS version and the Mac version. And, and uh, I mean, what, what, for, okay. For me personally, for what photos can't do generally, I'll turn to uh, raw power to do it. And, you know, just because it, I, I had Aperture. I bought the darn thing and less than a year later that that's, that's when they kaplunked it. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, but I'm saying would Apple kill its own software? Yeah, they, they will. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they will. <laughs> well, you know, but I mean, when I, when I think about the video stuff like clips and what it could be used for, um, yeah. you know, TikTok and Instagram reels and things mm-hmm. like that, YouTube shorts, those are some pretty big spaces for that type of video. So I kind of wonder if maybe they ever, if they would Sherlock it, but uh, who knows? Like I, mean, I said, though, I, I, I don't I think is a lot of the, if you look at the high end creators, the very, very popular, let's say TikTok users. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, you can tell they're not using clips. Right. You know, yeah. they, they, it has a certain look and they're either shooting it and they're doing basic editing and they're do like I said, they're doing the editing in the TikTok app. So oh, they're yeah. shooting, you can see people, it, 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 because a lot of people, when they do it, they're shooting two seconds and then they're, you can see the cut. 
Yeah. It isn't a seamless cut. You can tell it's a cut. Or yeah. it's just them literally, I, I, some of the ones I follow are people sitting in front of a camera, no effects, mm. and just talking. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. up here, um, and I, I don't know, audio podcast, I'm, I'm gesturing. I realize. Yeah, that. I can but, see you though. Oh, the, just yeah, okay, but just over the right shoulder is the comment that they're referring to. Oh, yeah, right. You made a comment of this. Well, here's my. But it's just them talking to the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the other ones um, that I see that have a lot more, and it's still not. I, I don't want to degrade because the creativity. Of some of these people are amazing. It really is. But you can see the green screen sometimes come through. Yes, yes, that's they're, true. They're, they're putting their effort for writing the script, getting the creativity, figuring out what they're doing, where their direction is with the story versus we have to spend all this time and effort with all these high-end cameras. No, they're they're doing it on their cell phone in front of like a – it's probably not even a true green screen. It's just a, like a, a, a blanket behind yeah, them half yeah. the time. <laughs> right. You know? And they're, again, they're using the built-in apps for TikTok to mm-hmm. do the thing. So, you know. So, do you think do you think any of these creators would try using iMovie with the Magic Movie feature no. to do some of this stuff? Not with the Magic Movie because the Magic Movie, and we can start going to detail. The Magic Movie seems like the photos memories. Yes. On steroids. Except that you're now selecting, because you can still do some memories too. But Mm -hmm. like in memories where it's pretty much, oh, here's a memory. Boom. We automatically, well, in iMovie, it's, hey, you select the photos, how many you want. And, oh, you you select one of our many themes, hit the button, and it's done. Yeah. That's kind of how movies work, how how the memories work in iPhoto. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Except it. It can turn out a lot nicer and there's a lot, you know, there's, you get a little bit, you get a, actually a decent amount more where you can say, okay, I don't want that one. I want this. I want this here. I don't want, you can, you can. Yeah. You have a little more control. To make it. Yeah. Right. If you want. Yeah. If you and, want. and that's if you what I found want, about. You can just let it do automatically. Yeah. That's what I found with, um, with magic movie is. So what I did was I took some footage from last fall when I was out just driving around in the country and I, I let Magic Movie do its thing, and then, you know, I, I put the video to my camera roll or whatever, and and there it was. Then I did it in iMovie, like I used to do it, like I normally would do it, where mm-hmm. where I can control, you, you know, things are limited, of course, but it's I could still control the um, the type of transition, uh, you know. The speed of the clip. The speed of the clip is. You could change the speed of a clip in in Magic Movie as well. Um, but I don't know. I just like having a little more control, like right. you do, like when you're doing it yourself. So it takes a little more know how, I guess. Um, you know, Magic Movie makes it like you say, really easy. You can just let it do its on do it on its own, or you can mm-hmm. switch things around, do this, do that, add things, whatever. But when you when you don't use Magic Movie and you're just making a movie um, manually, I guess is the best way to put it. And when you can control everything, you know yourself. Um, I just like that better because it's more the way I right. want it. Um, oh no, I'm I, yeah, totally. Now I haven't really 
you know, maybe I should go back to last Christmas when the family was together and I took a lot more pictures and video and stuff like that. I should just pick all those, throw it in the magic movie and see how it comes out. Um, you know, without doing a thing, just let it completely do it on its own and see Mm -hmm. if it, see if it works out. Um, you know, something like that, that kind of an event where there's people and all this stuff, you know, maybe it'll just surprise me and, and turn out really well. But when it comes to doing stuff with scenery and and photos and things like that, I kind of like to, you know, take a little more control of it, but, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, but Hey, that's me. But right. um, so there's the magic movie, and the the other big mm-hmm. feature was well, um, Greg. Before we move on to the, um, mm-hmm. and my mind just went on it. But before we move off a of magic movie, as I try to remember storyboard, before we move on right. to storyboard, um, I could see magic movie being used by people who are not used to creating movies. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure. And, and I, I think that's I, probably that's the, why I think they that's created the market. It. Right. So like, if you just had a, oh yeah, you just had a birthday party for a child and you took Mm -hmm. a bunch of photos on your iPhone and you go in, you say, okay, instead of me posting 30 photos, which we know people do, you know, I'm going to select the 30 photos and I'm going to create a quick little movie and then I could just play the movie, Yeah, you know, and put music to it and transitions and different, and you can put titles on it and this and that, and it's easy. And then when people are used to doing that, then they start to go into the, you know, the like, oh, maybe I can try manual. Maybe I can tweak this. Then they get more involved. But I yeah. see that as a, because like I said, I think a lot of people don't realize how powerful iMovie can be. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. And, and you really don't need the full, I, what, I forget the name of the next step up for my movie. Uh, the, Final the, Cut? The program, Final Cut. Yeah. Um, just because I never, I don't use it and that's above what I need. So, but you know, if I, I know like we know people who use Final Cut for like real paid, I'm making a movie and someone's paying me to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, and if you're just want to make a quick little movie, it's overkill. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, just because yeah. it just because iMovie is, you know, it's it's not but the thing about iMovie is I don't think it's automatically installed on your phone or your iPad. No, I think you have to go get it. You have to go get it. So I think Apple is realizing that hey, we have a product here. We have a pretty good product. And we it's free need to reach out. Yeah, we need to reach out more towards the masses mm-hmm. versus there's the, that 9090 thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We don't like a professional will not use an i will not use iMovie. It's oh, not no. made for a professional. Even an no. advanced amateur won't use it per se. Especially the magic movie and the storyboard. But someone getting started, like like we said a lot of times with Apple stuff, this would be great for the education market. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. you got someone and, and in, iMovie on the Apple. Mac is pretty yeah. darn good i mean you got so, you can make I, I a pretty wanna, decent I, film i don't even want to say high school kids because some of the stuff high school kids can do we're talking middle school and younger can put mm-hmm. you know especially the the type are really good creative with with creating movies you know this is the, hey kids use ipads in school and the ipad yeah. version i played it around with a little bit it's very. It's almost the same thing as the iPhone version. The layout's a little different, 
um, because of course more screen space. But yeah. other than that, it, it works the same. So yeah. I could see, hey, you want that? You you kids want to make a movie over the vacation trip we did? Go for it. Well, good case in point is. Do you remember when the 5S came out? The iPhone 5S came out, and the camp the the ad campaign they had for around Christmas time. It was the kid, yeah, yes, the I kid, did. The kid was uh-huh. you, you. You think he's being you know snobbish and and sticking mm-hmm. to himself and all this stuff. Meanwhile, he's on his phone all this time, but he's putting together a movie for the family about the family at Christmas time, and then at the end they. They, you know, plug it into the TV or whatever, and they show it, and mm-hmm. there it is. So, I mean, and this kid looked like he was maybe 12 years old, 13 years old, right. something like that. So, you know, it, it was, it, that's exactly, um, I mean, that's a very good uh, use case for yeah. iMovie, especially with the magic movie part. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I could see, I could see kids taking advantage of the storyboard because, yeah. You know, it it's it's a, a good um, guide to movie making. You know, it has the. Um, uh, well, I'll just open one up. Yeah, here yeah but say, let, yeah, let, let's transition to storyboard, which is the second new thing they added on. Yeah, and now I would say storyboard is the next step up from Magic Movie, where Magic Movie is pick video photos and videos. I I don't want to mm-hmm. neglect that. You can select videos, and it'll put put in there too. It yeah. isn't just select still photos, so it's not just a, you know, a, a, like a like a PowerPoint presentation, or if you're or if you're an old person like us, a slide presentation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Click. Where's the carousel at? <laughs> but yeah, um, you can use movies on there. But storyboard, not only do they give you ideas like uh, celebration, do it yourself, gaming, how it works, you know. Uh, a book report, news report, especially the book report and science experiment. That screams to me, kids. Yes. Yes. Um, and yeah. yes, there is a trip one here. There is a yeah, trip one. So trip, when you go on you vacation. <laughs> yeah. And, and okay. So I started a storyboard. Um, and I think it was how it works. Okay. But I don't have the footage to put in it yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's going to be something that I'm going to play around with, you know, over the next little while and try to come up with well, what it is. I'm, I'm going to try to explain how to take a macro photo with an iPhone. A so, macro photo, you say? I yes, wonder why. Macro. Huh. I don't know. I've yes, been known that- to be called Macro McMillan. By someone in Australia. Who was that guy? Mm. Oh yeah, Shane Mosden. <laughs> yeah, and I think I heard. I, I think I heard your voice on another podcast that came out this past Friday too. Oh yes, mm. yes, uh, the iPhone Photo Show. Yes. Uh, yeah, very, that, very that nice was interview. A, by the way, very yes, nice interview. Well, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> that was, um, yeah, the interview was about uh, a month ago or so, and uh, Jefferson Graham at the time told me. That we're doing this ahead of time. We don't know when we're going to put it on there, but um, <laughs> so they what they did was they did like totally off their format. They just did a, a show full of interviews. So um, I thought it was kind of cool that they had Joe Bradford on, uh, and then there was a fellow from California who who works at a camera store 
Uh, mm-hmm. The name escapes me, but I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes. But um, yeah. And then they had me and then they had Aunt Pruitt, who's on the uh, the Twit Network, who does the hands-on photography podcast. So it was a pretty good mix of of people that they interviewed. And, and um, uh, you know, it was it's pretty... Mark, Mark Common from Paul's Photos. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and he does um, what he does is he films things on his iPhone to um, uh, I think it's just about photography and stuff related to the store maybe mm-hmm. and puts them on their social media channels like Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, so that's, that's, that was the, you know, that was the story about the interview thing with uh, yep. the iPhone photo show. So um, we'll, we'll put but a link I, to know, that in the description, but. Yeah. But one nice so, thing is like I said, for the DIY thing, <clears throat> Yeah, it does give you a suggested style, but there's other styles you can select. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, and that's, there's, that's, I'm, I'm that's a really cool feature. Is those styles that they have, eh? Twelve. Uh, Sam, I'm trying to do it real quick here. This would be absurd. Twelve, eighteen. There's twenty-two different styles. Yeah. So these styles, what those are like themes, right? Right. Right. Yeah. But that what, also what, includes music, color, font, and filters. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that you can select from. And there's probably, mm-hmm. without counting, there's probably a couple of dozen different filters, you know, ranging yeah. from black and white to, um, you know, cinematic and all this stuff. And um, mm-hmm. one thing I wish about, uh, I have a wish about those filters is that you can adjust them and, and kind of play around with them a little bit. Right. But, but right. you, they are what they are, and you're stuck with them. So, um, so that's fine. But yeah, um, but yeah, the storyboards uh, they're a great tool to teach, especially to teach kids or to teach anyone who hasn't really gotten into any kind of filmmaking like this or video making. Um, it's a great way to teach them the process, you know, step by step, and and especially having these different. Um, uh, what do they call them? The, the kind of storyboards, you know, like, like you mentioned, do, do it yourself, gaming, how it works, all that stuff. Uh, you know, when you want to make a story about cooking, that's one of them. You know, you may take a different approach to that as opposed to one about um, a trip, right? So mm-hmm. you're, you're not going to use the same method, um, you know, the same shot sequence, that type of thing to make those two different types of movies. So these are really, um, real handy uh, ways to like di- different styles of storyboards and, and all the stuff that they have in them. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. When I get and this macro nice thing- one done, oh, sure. Uh, I was just going to say, when I get this macro one done, depending on how it turns out, not making any promises, but I might just post it to, you know, the, the Facebook group and, and all that stuff. And, and just to give people an idea of how, you know, what the result looks like from using these storyboards. So, mm-hmm. well, I just wanted to go real quick into the storyboards that once you, once you select the, the look that you're looking for, right. you know, the, the music, the font, the different um, way, the text kind of goes in and out. It gives you a nice outline. Like for the DYI it says, okay, the first thing should be, Show the finished product, then explain what inspired you to create the product. 
then a wide shot. So it even says, do a medium shot, do a wide shot, do a medium shot, a wide shot. What materials will you use? Then close up of the different materials and then a medium shot and then the equipment and then the step one, step two, step three, and you can add more. And then the reveal with a wide shot and extreme close up, show off the details. So it tells you the kind of shot you should be looking for and why. So yeah. you can start thinking, okay, this is why I want to do. So what will I do? Okay. So shot, this is going to be an extreme close up. So you're done. So you're looking, okay. So do you want a video? Do you want to, because it, I think it does a little bit of the, um, the gentle zoom in, zoom out. Oh yeah. With a lot of the still photos. When you, when you play it as a, as a show, it'll, it isn't like a, a quick zoom. It's just like a light. It's almost just like the slight movement. Mode. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it gives you like step-by-step, like, you know, a close wide shot offer encouragement about starting the project and give your last tips and tricks for completion. Yeah. So see, those are really handy. Those are so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that each one, like you said, it's not just a matter of one or the other, but each one will give you a little bit different. Like I say, cooking gives you do this, do this, gaming makeover film top five wellness product review so it almost gives you a script uh, for both photos and text that you can follow so if you're just starting off you'll have an idea of oh this is what i want to do next here's here's the shots i want to take by planning ahead yes so that the one i did which was a trip to the aviary um, it only turned out to be 34 seconds I because it was more of, oh, I have this thing I can use as a tool after the fact instead of thinking about the shot beforehand. And that was a magic mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. So that was like I took the first I took only a few because I, I took we took a good amount of photos. Um, uh, and I might talk about that with our pic, with our pics of the with our pics mm-hmm. of the show. Um, okay. But, you know, I, I, I took a lot of photos because it's a cool place. Yeah, but I didn't want yeah. to make a four-minute-long video with all the photos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where. Ruth so, did really you comes when you did handy. the magic movie? Did you just throw them in there and let it do its thing, or did you do any changes? I yourself? did. Well, I did that, but also after it did its thing, um, I didn't like the music per se. I didn't like the mood, yeah. so I selected different music, and yeah, it wasn't like, and that's where personal preference comes in. You know, it's like. It was fine. The, the music it selected was fine. It just wasn't the mood I wanted. So I decided to make a change and use something else, which was easy. You click, and, and the music, music is based on mood, the theme, boom, too. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Yeah, the, the music right. is based on the theme you select. So, you know, and you may like the look easy. of a theme, but but the, the music might be not what you want. So, yeah, it's nice yeah. that you can just change out the music. And there's like you said, there's all kinds of music in there now that you can pick mm-hmm. from. Yeah, so the, the, yeah, it's almost overwhelming the amount of music. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and of course it's not all downloaded onto your device. Yeah, you know when you when you look at it, you you tap it once to download it to the device, and then tap it again just to play it, mm-hmm. and then you can hit the little plus side plus sign on the side there to actually add it to your your little project that you're working on. So um, now I'll also say this is that when you're out when you're exporting. You do have an option to export either as a project or video, and you can change the resolution. Oh, um, okay. Now, that's before you do that, when you hit the 
the, the export, you get the share. Um, yes. The share sheet. The share sheet. Yeah. The share sheet. At the very top, there's an options button, an options link. Oh, so okay. All <clears throat> the way down to 360. I defaulted to 1080p, but you can go to 4K. Yeah. And okay. it, depending on what you have, you can do 60 frames per second. That sometimes looks weird. The six, the high frame rate. It can get mm-hmm. that, especially if you do a lot of video, unless you shoot also in 60 frames per second, it can still give you that soap opera look. Yeah. That can throw people off. I'm not saying yeah. it's good or bad. It just has that look. But yeah, yeah, and it just and it just outputs just as a like you said as a straight video, right? Yeah. So you don't have to your your photos anything weird, right? Yeah, right. So it just makes it easy that way. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, Looking at that options uh, thing at the very top, uh, a lot of people probably tend to overlook that, and I'm a little guilty of that myself. So it's nice to have that reminder, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I didn't look at that options piece in yeah. the new iMovie. So I didn't, I wasn't aware that you can change all that mm-hmm. stuff like the, um, you know, export it as a project or, or a video or and change, uh, change the resolution yeah. like that. So, yeah, that's, that's a good tip. That's pretty good. And um, honestly, for most, no one, I don't want to say no one, but generally you're not going to use a 4k. Because no. YouTube YouTube Vimeo doesn't normally support 4K. The most it's going to support is normally 1080 mm-hmm. because of bandwidth issues still. And uploading it may take forever. Yeah. So, and, and chances are people are looking at this on their phone. Right. Right. Um, I mean, if you make something... If you make a little a little movie or a little film that you really want to have a great experience with, and if you have a 4K TV, I don't even have one yet. If but if you do have a 4K TV that's going to, um, you know, really show this at its best, then yeah, you can export it as a 4K film mm-hmm. uh, video file. But I never have, and I I have no desire to get a 4k tv right now because i mean i have i would say this i have a desire but not a need okay yeah which I'm very I, happy, I will agree which i'm that. very happy don't get me wrong i am happy i do not have a need for a new tv because we only have one tv in the house so yeah if we had a need for a new tv that means we would not have a tv yeah which yeah we would have we would work around we would work around we watch everything on the ipad probably but uh, yeah, we'd rather not do that. We'd rather not spend the hundreds of dollars for a new TV. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I bought a, yeah. a Panasonic plasma TV. I bet mm-hmm. you it's been 10 years and the picture is still really, really good. It's not. It's, I, th- no, there's see, no reason I, to get another one. Right. And I'm agreeing with you. It's just that it's hilarious that our phones are a higher resolution than our TVs. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but, but anyway, so, so I mean, like I said, but, you do have the output options, but I would say unless there's a reason you want to play with them, leave it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's nice that it's there, though. It's nice. In fact, that would be something nice for Apple to do with other things they put out, where 
There are options if you want to tweak with it, but if you don't want to, it's out of the way. You don't even notice it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so any any final thoughts on iMovie 3.0? I would yeah. Um I would say download it and play with it. Now, admittedly, I have a 13 Pro. Um, so I can't say how well it runs on an 11 or a 10 or a 10s or older. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a seven, I don't know how well it's gonna work. If you have a more than likely, you know, more like iPads. If you have a 2017 iPad, which people keep their iPads forever because they don't, they don't, you know, the only there's no reason to get a new iPad most of the time. Yeah, they work right. forever. They're, literally, there's the only thing <clears throat> that would bust on them is a battery. Most people have keep them plugged in most of the time anyway, so you don't notice it. So yeah. I don't know how well it works on old hardware. Other than that. I think it works really good and play with it, you know, mm-hmm. because like I said, there are so many times that we, that you go places and outside of posting 30 or 40 photos to an Instagram story, which I see some people do to get out photos from an event or a happening or something, there's no easy way or quicker way to actually show your shots, you know, Occasionally, I'll use like pick collage to group three or four shots together, but you also lose resolution doing it that way. And you get, you know, you don't get the full screen, you get little, they're smaller, and sometimes you, you know. So try the movie and see if you can make something interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I just opened up iMovie on the, uh, on my 10s Max to mm-hmm. just to see how it's going to perform. Uh, now I have no SIM card in it, so I forgot I had Wi-Fi off. So now it's got to download some of the media that I, that I'm putting okay. into it. Um, so if you if you're using iCloud, which I am, and uh, you know everything's stored there, uh, it's gonna. I picked about five or six different videos from Christmas time, like I mentioned earlier. Okay. And I'm just gonna see what it does. So yep. I'll let that do its thing while we. Uh, carry on here um Mm -hmm. so i would say yes download iMovie and if you don't already have it uh if you do have it and it hasn't updated get the update and check it out it's uh it's a great way to get into filmmaking and be be careful with it because you might just get hooked (laughs) (laughs) so all right so now we shall move on to our recent pictures or our recent photos. Um, so Dave, we'll start with yours because I'm very interested in this first one. Now I'm going to share my screen just so that you know what I'm looking at. Yeah. Which, which one you're looking at. Yeah. Now I'll I'll preface this by my first two photos, the bird ones uh, were taken at the national aviary. Now the Pittsburgh aviary has been around. I don't want to say forever, but it's pretty much forever. Um, it was made the quote unquote Nashua Aviary at Pittsburgh, uh, because one of the local congressmen put a resolution to call it the National Aviary at Pittsburgh. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, pr- pretty much that's, you know, it, it, but it is a very, it, I don't almost said very unique, wrong, mm-hmm. sorry. It is unique in that the birds are, pr- most of the birds are pretty much out free for flying. 
And it's okay. primarily, if you think about it as a zoo for birds only. So there's different habitats that have the birds segmented into. Uh, they do have a desert area uh, where we, we almost got hit by the birds flying around. Oh, wow. Very small desert birds. Yeah. Uh, low flying. Um, and there's a wetlands area. Now they do have some where they are like the owls are behind in their own little area. Um, they're still kind of free, but it's a more of a confined space. Uh, but this main area here, you just basically walk on a bridge. And so there's a wetlands underneath and the trees growing on either side. And now this was used using zoom. So you can tell it's a little, it's not as clear as, you know, as if mm -hmm. it was a, a camera with a op better optical zoom. Uh, can't wait for the Parasopes Zoom Apple, please. Yeah. Um, but he, this bird was gorgeous. Um, he was bluish gray, and he had to be a good. He was far. He was far enough away. It's hard to tell size. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the tree trunk and the size of his um, claws, there. Yeah. This was a substantial bird. Yeah, it looks <laughs> huge. And, and you know, audio listeners, look on your phone right now because you'll see a, a yeah. photo of this bird. Yeah, and he absolutely gorgeous. And like I said, the amazing. Now he didn't fly, but none of these birds have their wings clipped or anything like that. They mm -hmm. are free to go wherever they want. Over your head, uh, there was one bird. Um, I'm not showing it here. Uh, that was just walking on the bridge around the people. Oh wow! It's kind of you know. Just and the, there were kids there because it was um, the day before Easter, so lots of families out. Yeah, uh, yeah. and they they were just walking around. The, and the bird was kind of like, "Oh, hi, how you doing? Mm -hmm. Nice to see you." Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, and and like I said, this thing had to be. It's it, it is a parrot. Uh, mm -hmm. This thing had to be at least two feet, at least two feet. I don't know this no. the weight. Is that two feet from top of the head um, to the tip of the tail, or to top of the head to the feet? I want to say maybe top of the head to the feet. Because that, that, that is tail a is massive that, bird. that is a big bird. Yes, that is a very big bird. Um, and I'm trying to remember the zoom I used. Um, it was, let me see if I can find it in the photos app here real quick. Uh, let's see here. Uh, no, just that it was the zoom. But I did take one that wasn't as zoomed in. Of course, it doesn't really tell you. Let's see here. Does it tell you anything? Uh, I don't know if this helps anyone, but it's, this was the 227 zoomed out. So it was the telephoto lens plus a good amount of zoom on top of that. It's still so, fairly clear, though. Like it's, it's, oh yeah. it's um, I mean, yeah, you, you could tell it was zoomed, but I mean, it's still. Yeah, it was zoomed and it was, it was kind of an overclass dreary day. So it's a dark bird with a very light background. So I had yeah. to do a little color adjustment there, but just magnificent. And he would just, he or she was just standing there, just watching everyone go along, not make, but that, that, that beat could do some damage to you. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That thing looks like it would crack a walnut. Uh-huh. And if you look at the second shot, this one was zoomed in also, but he was staying here. I want to say he or she. Uh, on, on the bridge, they have, of course, you know, uh, the railing 
and the bird was just stand was sitting on the railing, just hmm. you know three four feet away from you. Oh wow! And this is another good sized bird, and I love the detail it's bringing out in the beak. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and it's an interesting it, like shape. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it's almost it's almost like an it's aquatic bird. Almost. I I don't know anything about it, but I love the colors. I love it. The, the eyes just staring at you. Yeah. <laughs> and this was a this was a kind of a big poofy bird, and it was just kind of sitting there, kind of staring at people as you were going along. How big would this so, one have been? Ah. Uh, from this one was maybe a foot and a half. Oh yeah. Still, you know, big, big size bird, big size bird. Um, big eyes but, too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the eyes just kind of stare at you. So, <laughs> and it, like I said, it was, it, it was, it's a, it's interesting. It's, it's a fun place. Um, very educational. They have an area where they have African penguins that oh, you yeah. can get very close to. Um, they even have little areas where either if you're a kid or if you're very flexible <clears throat> or if you're a stupid old man who tries to squeeze into places can go <laughs> underneath and kind of pop up. So you're like face to face with the penguin. Oh yeah. In their, in their little habitat area. Um, no, oh, hi. Uh, so yeah. And, but like I said, the, the amazing thing is just the birds are just, you're, in immersed with the birds Mm -hmm. yeah there's literally nothing between you and them some of them are underneath you in the water area they have like there's an area where there there was like six or seven flamingos oh yeah and one was very vocal and talking to the crowd oh really (laughs) uh but there's literally nothing between you and these birds flying around you being up to you and they're just so used to people because that's where they are. So it isn't a matter of, you know, you walk into a place, you can't see the animals. So in your photos app, Dave, when mm-hmm. you pull up a picture of, say, this bird or the other one or, yeah. or any of the ones that you took. Um, OK, so when you got the picture open, you see the little eye within the circle and it, does yeah. it have little stars beside it? It does not, no. Okay. If you come across anyone that does, then you can tap on that, tap on the eye, which is like basically the info, or yeah. or just swipe up on it. Um, then you can, uh, now it'll, it'll tell this. you possibly what kind of bird it is. Right. But let me say this, and this is where I get out of my... Um, iOS, Apple is so wonderful, better than anything else, Shell. Google Photos um, um, has a thing where it's very, very similar, except you open up Google Photos, you go down to the bottom, they have the little dot inside of a rectangle. It will scan the photo, and it will tell you that that is a boat-billed heron. Ah, interesting. It will actually tell, and it does a great job. So what about the other bird? Because Uh, when I make the chapters for this, I'll put these bird titles as the chapter. Okay, let me get to that one. Uh, No, 
No, that wasn't it. No, it was showing a macaw, which oh yeah, close ish, but not quite. Okay, well, I might be able to do a search yeah. for it later, and and when I put the show together for the yeah. um, podcast feed, I'll I'll put that title on there. Uh, if I can't, I'll just call it black gray or bluish gray parrot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like but, I said, yeah. it is. So, yeah, it, I know it's definitely some kind of parrot, obviously, if you look at it. And unfortunately, uh, yep. And I wish I could give more information. <laughs> yeah. No, that's also, okay. that's one of the things for, for these birds, um, because they are just kind of out in the open. You just don't have a bird behind an enclosure with the, with a thing on it. Right. You know, you literally have 15, 20 different types of birds in one room. So yeah. it's kind of like, okay. And they have volunteers there. The volunteers are great to help you out and direct you and, you know, give information about the birds. So, and it was like $16. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah. That's not bad. No, except for if you wanted to like feed the penguins or interact with the sloth, that would be yeah. expensive, but I understand you got to make money. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Because it well, is you know, a private it'd be a, institution. It would be a very, it would be a very edu- educational uh, place to oh, yeah. go and see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's cool. So your third image, I I really like this one. Uh, I saw yeah. this one on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, this one was. Uh, I took this uh, halfway through a run, and this was at the end of a dock. Um, oh, okay. Not too far away from our house, there is a uh, a boat dock for a uh, for a rowing club, mm. and uh, this is actually a public dock they go off of. So went out there, use again using the zoom, which I know bad, bad, bad photographer using the digital zoom, <laughs> but <laughs> um, th- just try and get the shot in here. Now, I haven't tried this since. Originally, I was going to try Specter app. Because of the oh, river yeah. and trying to get them, and it was blurry. I tried it multiple times and it kept coming out blurry. Hmm. I don't know why. I re- I haven't really tried to do anything with it to try again. And when I tried doing this with the um, the 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 built-in slow shutter part for photos, yeah, the live photo it cut yeah. off. Yeah, the live photo part and just kind of do that. It just did. It, it, it cut off so much in terms of cropping so i just kind of left it as live photo um the river was moving at a decent pace and it was a little breezy so it made the nice little shimmery reflection there across the river Mm -hmm. um and i like the fact of the um admittedly i'm not a big fan of new development like this you know, in terms of um, apartment buildings, like apartment houses like this, where oh, yeah. they're, you know, they give you the faux kind of, it's really a house, but it's an apartment look. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they're they're nice ones, and they do have a nice view of the river, and they, most of them have, it looks like most of them have balconies. But I like the contrast behind that, which these are relatively new with the old factory in the background. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, just and I did use Polar to do a little boosting with the green and the blues. 
So it really was the greens weren't that green yet. <laughs> and they're still okay, not yeah. quite that green yet. So I did the greens do look a little artificially green, but I just wanted to give that little extra pop, like a color like a color burst, but not go a full color burst. I think that's partly what drew me to it so much is the greens yeah. because I'm so much I'm I'm you know stick season I'm done with it I, I want it over <laughs> with we're we're starting to see a few buds on the trees here mm-hmm. so I mean another probably three weeks we're probably going to have leaves forming and it's going to be such a nice change um, and and that's what I like about this shot is you know it, it's it's sparse and intermittent. But there's green. It's so nice to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was, it, it, you know, it was a nice, here. clear, sunny day, which oh, yeah. uh, brightens it up as Unusual. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll say. So, yeah, well, that's awesome. That so for, okay, I'll stop this. Now for uh, my three, not that I've done a whole lot of shooting lately, but of course I have Ooh. to have a macro. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, so we had these tulips on the table in a vase, and they were just about done. So my wife was getting ready to, you know, put them out in the mm. compost. And I thought, well, just a minute, I, I got an idea. So I went and I wanted something with a black background. And um, so I didn't have anything really other than my Bible. So I put my Bible on the table and, and just by the window light and spread these three of these petals from the tulip um, just on the Bible and try different, uh, you know, compositions with it and whatnot. And this one just really popped. It was, you know, these, these, these um, tulip petals are so starting from the base where they would be attached to the flower, they're almost like black. And then they blend, mm-hmm. they fade into a yellow and then into a red, and then back into a yellow again by the tip. Meanwhile, these things were like orange when they were in bloom. Mm. So, but this is on the inside of the petal. Uh, I think the outside of the petal might actually look different. But, um, but I just you know I put my, um, uh, I believe it was the Struman Optics lens on just so I could play around okay. with the focal length a little bit and shot it with reflex. And there's really not a whole lot done to this other than. Uh, I added a little bit of definition to bring out the texture in the in the petals, and uh, maybe a, a bit of contrast, a bit, a bit of a contrast adjustment. And other than that, I don't think I did too much to it. So, uh, but I mean, when you're in the middle of stick season, like we are, um, macro is a great way to uh, find some creativity and and photographic relief (laughs) no understood yeah (laughs) so the next one uh so clouds i mean dave i think you you can probably agree that's what we get mostly (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and it's funny how it's funny how you and i as far apart as we are i'm like two and a half hours north west of toronto ontario canada and you're just outside of pittsburgh pennsylvania in the u.s of a and our weather is so similar (laughs) it's crazy um but this was a really windy cold day uh i took the dog for a walk down by the um but down by the harbor 
the city I live in, it's a small city, about 22,000 people. And it goes right around this, this little body of water that actually goes out into a big bay. Um, and so this was on the uh, east side of the water. And so the, the sun would set. If you look at the photo on, on your podcast app, the sun would normally set down um, probably close to where that building is in the background across from the water. But at this point, it was still a few hours away from sunset. And the, 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 the sunbeams just came through this um, opening in the clouds. And I thought it was really neat. So while I was walking the dog, I pull up my phone and I started taking pictures. I got probably five or six pictures of it because the light kept changing just with every shot I took, it was changing a little bit. And this was probably the best one of the, of the bunch. And I just thought it was really cool the way the light just shone through those clouds where it landed. I don't know. I don't know if that opening in the clouds was, you know, above the water or further away or what, but uh, I thought it was really cool. So um, again, a bit of a definition increase um, in the photos app to give uh, the clouds more uh, drama, I guess you could say, and um, a little bit of contrast and maybe a little bit of saturation in the color. But other than that, that it's, it's also uh, pretty much the way I saw it. So love, love pictures like that when you see the sun beaming through the clouds. And this one, this was uh, at a local park. Um, there's a little creek that runs through the park. And uh, so right on each side of just out of the frame on this picture is walls, like little walls that come up because it's a, a man-made part of the creek that goes through. And they put they put these big boulders in. So this particular boulder, um, you know, was right where the water would drop down a little bit, causing that little bit of a rapid. And for this one here, I used Spectre because I didn't have a tripod or I would have tried um, Reflex with a slow shutter. Um, but with uh, Spectre, I was able to hold it by hand. And what I did was, so this is the tip. This is a tip that I have. When, you, when you're doing this with Spectre, it's sometimes using like the lowest uh, shutter time is three seconds. It goes three, five, and nine seconds. But you can start and stop the exposure anytime you want just by tapping it and then tapping it again. So I tap this one really quick, like tap, tap, just to get a little bit of movement in the water, but without full-blown veiling and, uh, you know, motion blur. So this was actually only about a fifth of a second. And that's a pretty good length of time to get this look. Um, and so a bit of uh, saturation, maybe a little bit of sharpening just to make sure the rock was clear. And that's about it. So that's uh, pretty much what we've been shooting these days, Dave. <laughs> And, you know, it's one of those things that just because you can do longer and longer um, exposure doesn't mean you have to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because like uh, with, with the, um, if you keep your phone steady, let's say with the iPhone 13 or pro 13 pro, you can do a 30 second night exposure, but sometimes mm -hmm. you don't want to necessarily go all the way to 30. Because you're going right. to have movement in the stars and they'll look a little blurrier versus a 10 second. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just, just because it can doesn't mean you have to, that's a good, uh, 
yep. kind of a good rule to have. So, all right. So that's our photos. Um, that's just about all we got for this week. Other than uh, mm-hmm. just a quick mention, um, the Tiny Shutter Facebook group. If you're in the group, then you'll notice that it has a new name. Uh, and this is what you know when when we had Mark Sadowski and Matt Hoffman on. Uh, we talked about this a little bit um, about changing the name of the group to reflect this podcast. Um, and so there it is. It's it's now the the iPhoneography podcast group. Uh, basically, it's other than that, it's unchanged. It's uh, still going strong. We have over 2,300 members and, um, you know, it, it's flourishing and, uh, you know, just the only thing that's different is the name. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, that's a, you know, that, that's a good thing that it's there. You don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't belong to a whole lot of groups on Facebook, but that's probably the one that has the most people in it. I would say it's, it's a, you know, flourishing quite nicely. So, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're not in it, go check it out. If you're on Facebook, um, the iPhoneography podcast mm-hmm. group and, uh, join up and, Join in with the fun. <laughs> oh, most definitely. oh, I, you know what, Dave, I wanted to give another quick little update. Um, okay. The artful iPhoneography community on MeWe, hmm. I was so close to shutting it down. Um, but one of the members, Jason Stevenson, has kindly taken it over and he's going Whoa. to give it a go. And so it's on me. We it, it's the, the easiest way to find it is artfulipc.club with, with that web address and it'll, it'll get you right to it. Um, but, you know, a, a while ago, I put a little poll on there saying, you know, should we keep this going or, or should we just shut it? <coughs> Excuse me. Or should we just shut it down? And uh, the very small, small, very small number of people that actually use it on a somewhat regular basis, wanted to keep it going. So I thought, okay, well, then crickets. You know, there wasn't hardly any anything going on. So I thought, okay, that's it. I'm I'm gonna just shut it down. So then Jason, you know, sent me a message and said, well, what if somebody else was to take it over? And I thought, okay, well, we'll give it a try. So I've actually just handed the reins over to him give him complete control over it. I I'm just a member of it now. I can't, I'm not an administrator or anything. It's all, it's all his now, just like when Warren Oppheim handed it to me. Um, mm-hmm. So I've passed it on again. So, you know, I, I wish him all the best of luck with it. If he can somehow um, get the people to be active on there. I still, I'll still post on there when I think yeah. of it. <laughs> My problem is I try to put stuff in too many places. And I know I said I was going to try to cut back on that this year. Right. I ain't doing so good, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I've even added to it because the iPhone photo team website True. came up and, you know, now we're there. And um, a good buddy of mine, Randy, yeah, uh, I, I work with him. I've known them, known him for like 35 years. I love him like a brother. He's actually an administrator uh, or a, a moderator on there. And um, uh, I, re- I interviewed him before this show became what it is. It was back when it was the interview podcast. And uh, so, he, I mean, he's really um, 
having fun with it too. And, and Scott Bourne and Jefferson Graham are, are a couple of great couple of guys. And, and uh, you know, Scott's in his one year journey to practice iPhone or practice photography just with his phone, unless, you know, a need arises for a bigger camera, but um, like a paid job or something. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good little community too. So there's a link, link to that in the show notes as well. Have a look at it. Um, Dave, you're there. I'm there. Um, mm-hmm. We got to get Mark and Matt over there uh, to see see what <laughs> well, they think. Well, <laughs> I, honestly, I, no, I, not, nothing against Mark or Matt, but I think Mark really isn't using his iPhone much anymore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. And and Matt too, for that matter. Like, uh, you know, he's really having a lot of fun with his Fuji. So, um, but yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great little community. <clears throat> um, they so if you live in the U.S., they have um, giveaways once a month, and in order to win something, you have to put your photo in circles, which is like the little categories. Like they got one for macro, black and white, panoramic, all this stuff. And so, if you want to win something, uh, they got and these prizes are pretty good. Like uh, the last one was a platypod thing where you can set it on the desktop and and you know put different holders on there to hold lights and it was it was a great macro setup so um you know for me personally i don't live in the u.s so i can't win one but if one of my pictures gets considered for a winner i'll have it sent to dave (laughs) he he can get it in the mail and um exactly so (laughs) yeah so it's uh it's a great little community and, um, you know, and, and the Facebook group on, uh, for tiny shutter. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need to start one for the podcast. I was thinking about it, but now I don't need to, because we got the tiny shutter, um, uh, gang over there and, um, uh, gosh, well, I guess that's about it. Um, so yeah, just, uh, uh, check check out the links in the show notes and, uh, take it from there. All right, Dave, I think that's it. Um, tell people where they can find you. Sure. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, uh, at least for the time being, as Prof Pod, uh, <laughs> Dave Podner on Facebook, Dave Podner Jr. on Facebook, and um, Dave Podner on the iPhone photo group. And on TikTok, I do occasionally post stuff, not, not as much boat photography related occasionally. Um, as ProfPod TGH. All righty. And you can find me on Instagram at McMillan Photo on Twitter. We'll see where this all goes now that uh, it might be in the new hands. But um, McMillan underscore photo over there. And uh, uh, the iPhone photo team, just look for me by my name, Greg McMillan. And uh, I really got to add that link to all my links at about.me slash McMillan. So you can find this podcast on iPhoneography.ca. Uh, we host it at anchor at anchor.fm and um, you can get it on just about any podcast player. And uh, I guess that's about it, Dave. I guess we'll see everybody on the next one. Have a great one, everyone.